everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Ability Beast Talk with your host, Waid Kabir. Today's show is brought to you by Tribe Builder Media, and our special guest is Danielle Sabrina, CEO and founder of Tribe Builder Media. Danielle Sabrina is named Top Female Entrepreneur to Follow and Entrepreneur's Magazine Expert PR Contributor. Starting her career on Wall Street at just 19 years old, Danielle went on to be one of the youngest equity traders in the industry. After a successful corporate career, she went on to found her marketing and PR agency, Tribe Builder Media. Her agency's successful PR campaigns through the years has not only gained the trust of many high-profile CEOs, professional athletes, and celebrities, but also played an integral part in its clients achieving many prestigious awards. Danielle is regularly featured in top-tier publications such as Forbes, Entrepreneur, and INC for her expertise in digital marketing, thought leadership, and entrepreneurship. It is a pleasure to welcome Danielle Sabrina to the show today. Hey, Danielle. What's up? Not much. How are you? Good. How are you? How's your day going? It's going great. How's your day going? It's going amazing to enjoying this beautiful day outside in the a park area where I grew up and we played basketball. So I'm doing enjoying the sunny day. Yeah. Where did it's you a beautiful grow up? day. Well basically I was born in New York but I grew up in Irvine. <laughs> but when we were like eight we moved over here to California so from New York. So yeah oh, but I miss I miss New York. You know I'm a New Yorker at heart. Yeah. Oh I love California. Have you been in New York? Yeah, I used to live there. Uh, for how long? What part? In Manhattan for a couple oh, of years. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you so much for 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 um for doing this and and you, your support means the world to me. You're such a uh, magical, vibrant, loving person. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. And so are you. Thanks for ha- thanks for doing this podcast. How cool is that? It's really cool to have you. You know, you you make it magical. You bring the magic. I just bring Waid, the ability beast. You're too nice. Yeah. Um. So, um, tell me a little bit about um, Tribe Builder Media. What do you guys go got going on uh, during the pandemic? And just um, what what does struggles mean to you? And how do you overcome your struggles on a daily basis? You know, I think that's a good question because I think we all struggle, right? Like right. Well, every day there could just be small struggles or we could be going through something, you know, much larger. Oh, totally. Something that has always been helpful and overcoming the way that I'm, you know, whatever I'm going through is to understand what is happening in my body. Because sometimes what I've found is that we have reactions our nervous system has reactions based on previous experiences past trauma um that are not necessarily like the what how we should be responding or feeling but it's just our Mm -hmm. nervous system so that can come out in like anxiety or fear or uncertainty and we think that those feelings are real when it could just be a nervous system response and what's happening in our life isn't that big of a deal um if something is actually a big deal and, and that's what's happening, I think it's really important to stay in your feelings. Like don't try right. to carry them or run away from them or mm-hmm. power through it. So, you know, right. it's just 
means that you need to take a day and cry, then do that, you know, um, talk to someone. There's so many healing modalities that are available to us now from like EMDR therapy, NET therapy that are go so far beyond just talk therapy. Right. And what made you um, come to this realization? What, what age were you that you're like, oh, like it must be me. Like, you know, I, I need to fix what's inside of me or really do some deep soul searching or, you know, really um, look at that energy and look at yourself in the mirror. What age were you or did you have an epiphany or what happened? Um, I think I was around like 28 years old when that happened. Um, I just had gone through so much and I had, I had like achieved success, but then I had lost everything. And no matter what, I, I still felt the same, like whether I was super successful or when I was like at rock bottom, I still felt the same. I felt like I was dying inside, like nothing could fulfill me inside. And I just felt like purposeless. And I felt just, I just didn't feel good. Like I wasn't happy all the time. I was just kind of aggravated and mm -hmm. not miserable, but definitely definitely just unsettled, you know, like I, I couldn't enjoy the small things. Like I couldn't even enjoy like right. nice food or like right. you know, the things that, you know, I wouldn't just be like sitting and vibing out and hanging out with my friends. There would always be like a mission. It would always be something I needed to accomplish. I just had a hard time being present. Right. It's so amazing that you, you mentioned small things because I was talking to a friend the other day, you know, at the gym and he was having a hard time. And I was like, bro, you gotta enjoy the small things. You gotta enjoy your Chipotle bowl. You gotta enjoy the sunlight. You gotta soak it all in. It's so amazing that we're both vibing on the same level. It's so beautiful. Absolutely, well, that's why we connected, you know? Oh, totally. Vibe, same vibration. Yeah, yep. I mean, you're, you're, such a, you're such a positing and giving person. Talk, talk a little bit about that. What makes you so giving? You know, you're so giving with your time with your energy, with your love. You want to see people like uh, succeed. Like um, you want to see so many people succeed and do well. Where does that come from? Um, you know, maybe my dad always had a really big heart and always helped people without any expectation in return. Right. He always was centered in love. Oh, so, yeah, you know, I think some of that was passed down to me. Um, I also don't really think about it. So I don't like think about how can I be, you know, or does this make me loving or I'm doing this because this is generous. I just, I have a lot of love in my heart and that has mm -hmm. to come out. Like that doesn't need to, it's like, I have an abundant supply of love. Right. Right. And your, your pillar of strength because you've been through so many struggles and you're like me, we don't give up. We just, we just keep on fighting. Like I was born two pounds and three ounces and I've been fighting since day one. Like you've just been fighting since day one as well, especially during like when you're working at the shoe store and the de department store manager told you, you, you would not, never make it in life. You're like, basically F you, you know, I'm going to make it. I'm going to show you what's up and I'm going to come back here and tell you that I made it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah that, I was very defiant when I was younger. Um, that 
you know, got me in trouble when I was really young, but then once mm-hmm. I to channel that <laughs> right, right, positive, right. it's definitely served me. How, how did you channel it? Or what, like, what did, what did you say? What did you do differently to channel that energy? Well, once, you know, I think, so I went from being very defiant to almost a tyrant, you okay. know? whatever I wanted, I'm getting, I'm going for it. And externally that looks very successful sometimes, but you know, I crushed through people. I walked on relationships. I didn't appreciate people the, the way I should have. Um, but it really was because I didn't love myself. And I was so, you know, there's so much anger inside of me and resentment towards the people around me that I felt didn't support me when I was younger or made me feel some kind of way because I just wanted to do things differently and I wasn't going to be told otherwise. So I always tell parents now, like if you have a really defiant child, like try not to fight against them, try to find some sort of common ground in a way that they can take control as well and make decisions and neutralize it and don't be so forceful. Because if you have someone that has that type of spirit, then you're not going to win. I don't care what you do. You can punish them. You can throw them into group homes. You can call the police. You can do all these things, but you're not going to win because this, their spirit is too strong. Right. You know, just, just to understand them better, you know, try to try to um, find what makes them tick and what makes them um, the beautiful person that they aren't. If, right. if they're their parents, why do you think a lot of parents don't take the time? You think it's just, being busy or do you think it's just um, not being aware? Where do you think that that miscommunication comes from? Well, I think a lot of parents like society tells us, you know, we have as like in general, as people like have allowed society to tell to dictate to us, like how we are supposed to raise our kids, how we are supposed to live, what that's supposed to look like, what a path to success looks like. So, you know, as parents, like you really want the best for your children, but you're, if you haven't taken the time to create your own belief system and really look internally and see what isn't serving you anymore, you might have all of these limiting beliefs or preconceived notions of what, you know, a child is supposed to do, how they're supposed to act, what there's, you know, you follow this path, you listen to me or that's it. Like, right. you know, in like, the whole idea of punishing and oh you were late for curfew like all these hardcore things that are like whoa see what's going on with them and also like are you being reasonable like is this right. like reasonable are you setting your children up for you know failure if your expectations are just through the roof right and how many expectations the kids are already under enough pressure like how much more pressure do you need to put on them right and that that's that's the parents' expectations of the, what they want their child to be, not what the child wants them to, themselves to be. You know, that's their own expectations. Right. What, come from their parents and, you know, they're like, this is the way it's supposed to be. Or I don't want you getting into trouble at school. That's a problem. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, look into what's happening. See if, if that's you don't, you know, the, the best fit for your child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you don't mind me asking, um, uh, how do you, like, how do you communicate with, um, your, your, your two daughters and how does that communicate? Do you sit at the kitchen table or do you um, just sit down or have like a, um, have like a meeting at once a week or how do you, how do you guys 
communicate? Well, they're adults now, but we do have a really good relationship. Um, and we just talk where I'm very open. So I, you know, we can talk about anything and my kids can also be themselves. Like they can, there's no, you know, they're not a different person right. from me than they are their friends and nor am I. So I create an environment that I make sure we're surrounded by people who allow everyone to show up exactly how they are. That's beautiful. That, that's very like, you're really like allow, allowing them to be individuals. And that's a, just a beautiful thing. Individuality. I think indivi you touched on it earlier. I think society doesn't allow individuality to stand out anymore. There is no individual. I mean, if you, if you speak against something, if you're against the norm or against what's popular, you're, you're a pariah. And it shouldn't be that way. We should have opinions. And, you know, if we disagree with each other, then so be it. But right. we should respect each other's opinions. And I think, you know, we just, especially during this cancel culture, we just want to cancel somebody else. And we don't even care about, do they have kids? Do they have a family? <laughs> How are they going to feed their family? We're going to ruin their reputation. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, that's holding space and love for people and approaching it in a more understanding way. And people just don't, sometimes they don't have enough information or their experience is so limited that they can't even comprehend what a different, you know, a different perspective looks like because they've been so boxed into their own, surrounded by the same people of the same mindset, the same oh, totally. you know, broken free. So like, of course, it's hard for them to, you know, receive information that contradicts their beliefs. Yeah, and having empathy and having awareness. And I, I like to put myself in the other person's shoes and really like, what are they going through? Maybe they're going through something that's hidden. You know, maybe, you know, I like to have, you know, deep empathy for people. And I think so do you, you're very vibrationally connected to the universe. And um, what keeps you connected to the universe and to that good energy? What do you have like a uh, reminder every day or something you do every day? Um, that uh, like a routine that to keep you connected to that to that energy and to your true self well I try to stay very grounded so I will you know do a ch you know I'll check myself if I feel like I'm running around too much if I'm just going through the motions that's an indication that I haven't you know I haven't slowed down or if I find myself being very responsive to things that I wouldn't normally be so triggered by, then I'm like, okay, let me see what kind of pattern it is that I'm creating and how can I, how can I respond differently? Um, but it's not necessarily a routine. I do work with an NET therapist. Um, I take a ton of supplements to make sure that all of my neuro pathways can connect when as wow. I'm developing new beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes when we're like tired or we're, you know, we're just not ourselves. Like we just kind of walking around like a zombie that can yeah, yeah, yeah. food. It can also just have, have to do with like, maybe one of our organs isn't functioning optimally that affects our brain health, you know, for women, like, 
you know, our gallbladder is super important for the very, very short-term memory. So like just remembering something, like if you're cooking and the ingredients, if you have to keep going back, I mean, like, was it a tablespoon or a teaspoon? <laughs> yeah. Like it literally, <laughs> like you might need to give your gallbladder some better support because maybe you oh, totally more fried foods or <laughs> foods cooked in oil and women can't like process that as well as men can. So it's not even necessarily like, oh, eat healthy or eat these types of foods. It's what, how does your body respond? And I'm like, I do, I get muscle tested all the time. Wow. Foods, how I'm responding to that. If there's something in my environment Mm. chemically that is impacting me, I can correct that through muscle testing because then I, you know, it's not me trying to figure it out. It's, you know, my muscles are responding a certain way. Wow. Do you do acupuncture? Do you like, um, yeah. Do you do acupuncture? Do you do any other? holistic medicine or you know meditation yeah I I mean I definitely meditate um any tea therapy has been the best the best healing modality I've ever done um I'm also into plant medicines wow so you know I'm a big fan of microdosing psilocybins um to help process things I'm going to be doing ayahuasca soon that is another you know plant-based medicine these are all things that, you know, there's so many people that do them, but not everyone talks about it. So they have this negative connotation around them that just isn't true. And they're actually, you know, can provide tremendous benefits to people. How come do you think nobody talks about it? Well, because it's just a lot of this stuff is now just starting to become legalized, you know, same thing with cannabis, like Oh, yeah, yeah. cannabis was like oh it's a drug it's a drug it's a gateway it's like no, no it's the not trauma, <laughs> the trauma that the person went through that caused them to like get into a harder drug is the gateway not cannabis yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly you know <laughs> you know uh, I live in california so you know it's like it's not even a big like it's like cannabis is oh yeah of course like <laughs> do you um <clears throat> Do you, um, so how long have you been doing uh, NFT ther- therapy? Uh, you said, what, what is it called NFT, again? My NFT. apologies. How long have you been doing that? I think about a year and a half now. I, I came across it from one of my friends. Um, and it's, it's amazing. My whole family does it. That combined with the very like specific supplement regimen we do is just, it's transformational. We've just, nothing but transformation. How do you feel differently? I mean, I feel lighter. I feel happier. I feel I'm not coming up. I rarely come up against a lot of resistance because I'm able to work with this holistic doctor and through the muscle testing with NET, we can trace things back that are coming up in my life. We can trace them back to when I, when that first happened, when that trapped emotion first happened, and it could be going back even from when I was in the womb and right. trapped that passed on to me. So when things are coming up in our life, I'm not just correcting that particular incident. So it could be anything like a relationship issue or, you know, something that I think might be related to work, but in fact, it's not, it's related to some you know, fear that had got trapped in me back when I was like three years old or, you know, just trauma that's trapped, that's coming up and it's presenting itself as a pattern in my life. So 
I'm able to work through things at such a higher level. Mm -hmm. It's just easy. Like it flows from there and you get those aha moments where, you know, you don't have to, I feel like with healing a lot of times or talk therapy or things that don't, you're not fully integrated. It's like, you can make a little bit of progress, but then, you know, one thing triggers you and you're, it's like, you're back, you're back to square one where you're like, Oh, I, you know, I'm feeling I'm feeling horrible again. How do I get back up there? And it's like, you're just this, this process of stumbling out of alignment over and over again. Right. Um, you, uh, to, you speaking of the alignment, uh, you started a uh, tribe builder media at 2014. I believe it was April. May, I'm, I'm from, yeah. from your video that I was watching. It was probably April. I did the yeah, backtrack of the, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. And that's when I became like a full agency. But prior to that, I was I was doing like personal branding, brand management, and publicity work. But it was more or less just like me as a consultant, and then that grew in around 2014 into like a full agency. What gives you the um, what empowers you to um, give your clients such a um, deep understanding of yourself that they can trust you and they they know you're coming from um a very loving place a very a place where it's very non-threatening and a place where they can you know develop their brand and with your direction but you know um to, to really show your your leadership what what defines what what makes your clients trust you and have that deep trust how do you gain that trust and what 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 how do you approach your client and a new and a new client in the past Well, I think, um, you know, gaining someone's trust is something that just happens organically. And if you are, you are a true person and you're, you're not just trying to sell some fluff or you're not BSing and you, you are authentic, that's a feeling, you know, someone's going to feel that way. So, you know, it's nothing you need to do. It's who you need to be, who you should be. And that will translate. And for the people that it res, you know, the people that will be attracted to you will be attracted to you for that reason. And it's pretty unlikely that people who wouldn't resonate with you, they probably, you probably won't even really come across them. Or if you do, you're going to know right away. Yeah. Your energies don't match up and you're like, Oh, nope, mm-hmm. that person is not, I'm not, that person's not good energy. I'm going <laughs> to stay the hell away from them. A <laughs> hundred miles away. I'm right. going to get away. Right. That's how I, that's how I am. You know, I, I roll, when I, whenever I, I I'm around bad energy, I'm like, I, I need to go faster. You know, I, I, start, I, I start speeding up in my wheelchair. I'm like, fuck, let me get the hell out of here. <laughs> like quickly, <laughs> like totally, like, let me get the hell away, like, away from the situation as fast as I can. But that's, that's very powerful that you say that because I think it, it allows, you know, for genuine connections, genuine connections for the right reasons to be made. And I think a lot of people, Missed the boat on that. That's why athletes they go through like agent after agent after agent because they don't have the one true person to tell them that they're vibing with, um, the, to show them love and to be honest with them, to be real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, they you know check yourself too when that stuff is happening because if you find yourself surrounded by people like that, you know, ask yourself like, how are you showing up? Why are you? Oh yeah, to- oh, yeah totally. Um, uh, I was watching um, 
and reading up on you um, and one of your, your videos that vibing with your tribe. Can you talk a, bit, a little bit about that? What makes you vibe with your tribe? And what, what is that? Where does that come from? What does that mean to you? Yeah, that was something, you know, I was, we, I was working with some solo entrepreneurs and up and coming entrepreneurs and something that I'd gotten asked um, regularly was like, how do you attract your tribe? Cause that was something that, and that was actually ended up being, you know, how tribe builder media became a name um, because it was something that always came very naturally for me. I think, you know, that it's, that's kind of like in reference to business, but as sometimes as entrepreneurs or business owners, we're like, we're very focused on our target audience versus like our, like who shares the same thought space as us. And then do we have certain qualities in common versus, you know, cause like if you're going with the target audience and you're like, okay, my target audience is female entrepreneurs, 28 to 35 years old you know like that's so broad like exactly (laughs) right it's like if you focus more on like i want to attract this type of person like this energy and people who share the same thought space with you you're going to have a lot in common so it will feel good to work together and you'll be on the same page So for me, you know, I really like working. It doesn't matter if it's a big company or it's a celebrity or whoever it is. I really like working with people who understand the universe that understand that like the energy they show up with is going to impact their brand, that they understand, you know, how they treat their team is going to impact their brand. And they're also just not afraid to step out of their comfort zone. And they're not afraid to show up as who they are. I like how you said comfort zone and, uh, you know, um, it's uh, hard. <laughs> I know, I know. And it's harder for, uh, uh, for my nieces and nephews and, and people that are 18, 19. Um, how do you, how, what would be your best advice for a young person to step out of their comfort zone and be okay with it and, and take a, like, like when your first time you're getting in the pool, you put a first toe in and then you put a, a foot in and then you put the, you know, your legs in and then your, your whole body's in before you know. And um, what, what is your best advice for a young person to step out of their, that comfort zone or that box? Just keep doing it. So take small steps and then evaluate how you feel. So when you, sometimes when I think of like, if you're trying something new or something scary, and this can even be like, a, it can be a relationship. It can be a business endeavor. It can just be like, maybe showing up who you are, maybe you, maybe it's your sexual orientation, maybe it's your, you know, just who you are, your interests. We have all these thoughts in our mind of like how someone or how people in general are going to react and how that's going to make us feel, but it's not based on anything true. So it's like you're programming yourself to say, this is like, if this happens, then X, Y, Z is going to happen, but you actually don't have any proof of that. So if you start just taking one step at a time and then being present with yourself and saying, okay, how did that feel? How did that, or like, oh, that wasn't so bad. You know, like the anticipation of something negative is going to happen is going to likely attract that. But if you can just try to stay in a neutral place until you move through that very unpleasant curve, which is like either talking about it or showing up like that or you know, whatever it might be, 
putting yourself out there, get over that unpleasant curve, like ride it out as neutral as possible. So the idea isn't to like, don't, you don't need to be like, I, you know, I can't, I have to feel a hundred percent. It's like, no, just try, try to breathe through it and try to stay as neutral about it as possible and keep telling yourself, I will tell myself how I feel once this happens, but let's not like jump to conclusions. And, and the more you do that, the more you're going to see like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Or like, I can't believe that I like blew this up or, you know, we just create all these scenarios in our head that it like are just not true. Oh yeah. <laughs> in oh, a yeah. place where I'm uncertain. And that's really what it is. It's like, there's uncertainty. So you don't have anything to grasp on. So your, your, your brain and your subconscious is just trying to throw all these things at you, like to try to protect you. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Cause you feel scared. But like none of that stuff is actually real. And there's a lot, if you are present that you can draw on in your own life that can kind of back that up. Cause there's so many things you can be like, oh, I was so afraid to do this. And then I did it and it worked out. Like, so when you start feeling anxious, start going through a list of all those things of that have in your life in the past, you've proved yourself wrong or you've proved that like, oh, I didn't have to be worried about this. Or like, this didn't come up, didn't turn out the way I thought it would. It turned out much better. And if you find yourself that you have to do that all the time, like you're very anxious, have a list of those things. Keep a list of those examples in your phone that you can just pull up and read through. Wow, I love that. I love that. I really do. Uh, I think a lot of people can be, if they, especially young people, can take a lot from that because it'll make them come out of their comfort zone and, and believe in themselves. You know, I, there's a, so many young people that I run into, they're like, Oh, I don't know if I can do that job, or I don't know if I can. I don't think so. But if you start believing that, you're gonna, you're gonna start. You know, it's gonna become you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how come? Let me ask you something. And this, this is what makes you so humble. And I've been, I, I've been like, I'm, I'm very amazed by it. You, you don't care about like, like, you, you tell your story, but you don't care about like oh, writing books all the time or or like, you know, the little check mark on Instagram or the verification or that. I, I You're all about others. And, and that is so empowering to me that I'm just, I'm like amazed. I'm like, so to me, what, what you don't focus on that. To, like what, what made you not focus on like, you know, the self, fulfilling like uh, the other what, what the other um people look for that the, the verification the, the self promotion <laughs> you know trying to hype up their ego I mean those kind of things it really just depends I think you know like the when we're talking about like verification or books or stuff like that you know that's a that's a way to monetize and like verification can be helpful in some ways, um, you know, it's not like a necessary thing. You don't have to be like verified, but right. it's more, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be so, like, I really have gone through stuff and I really have done the healing work. So anything that I'm sharing or putting out or doing, you know, and I do hope to write a book one day. I've been like, you know, I feel like that's something that I'd like always say I'm going to do and I just haven't done yet but I'm not trying I, I think I think what you're saying because I've seen it too and correct me if I'm wrong is like 
there are people out there that who are trying to like be the next like influencer, be the next like right. yes. in like personal development specifically, right? right? And right. yeah, so there there's a lot of hype around that. You know, maybe they like that's they they want that notoriety. They like the the drive is because they right. they want the recognition and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that you have to, if that's the energy that you're showing up with, that's going to be like a cycle that you have to keep. You have to, that's something, that's a machine you have to keep feeding because it's not going to really pick up momentum on its own because it's not, you're not showing up for the right reasons or you're, you're really like, you're saying you want to help, but it's like the, nothing is really that helpful or, you know, it's all ego driven or like right. too big to talk to someone. I see that a lot with like marketers. They let, especially for some reason, um, and influencers in general too, is like, you know, they get a little taste of like, you know, having an audience or followers and all of a sudden, you know, they think that they're like an A-list celebrity and they're not accessible <laughs> or they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> and people just like, that is not like A-list celebrities aren't accessible for their own safety. Like they're not, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, I'm so big. I can't talk. To. It's more like there's so many people that like want to get access to them they have to limit their access for safety reasons you know they didn't get there like they got there because of their craft and that's times the difference wow but it's how you're showing up i mean and i don't want to like it's hard work to create content it's hard work to be an influencer so that can't i don't like when people like minimize that either like that's so much effort that goes into creating content all right the time. exactly to keep you as an influencer um so kudos to them regardless of how like why they're showing up you know in my opinion and when you do write a book it's going to be an amazing one because because you're coming at a you're genuine and it's a real article there's nothing fake about you you're not you're not rolling for gazy there ain't, there ain't nothing wrong you ain't you don't roll like that you know i'm sorry to say yeah i'm very proud to say i'm very proud to say me up. thank you <laughs> i'll be your i'll be your hype man from new york <laughs> i'm just kidding well, I'm in LA. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm in Irvine, so I don't <laughs> see. See, I, sometimes I forget I'm in, I'm in Irvine and not in New York, but you know, but <laughs> the, the New York is always in me. Um, so, uh, by the way, you could you could tell Amari, your boy Amari, he's on the wrong team. He should be on the Knicks bench, uh, coaching the Knicks, and not the Brooklyn Nets. Tell him I said that. We'll, we'll, we'll take this clip and I'll send it to him. Yeah, tell Omari, uh, Stat City is on the wrong bench. And Obi Toppin, he should be coaching Obi Toppin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait to tell him that. <laughs> but I still love him. I still love him. You can tell him that. <laughs> yeah, Omari's great. Um, uh, what is your dog's name, by the way? So I have two, Frank and Ziggy. They're brothers. They're two little French bulldogs. They're so adorable. <laughs> like, they're so loving, and they're, they're always by your side. And I like, know. I know that's I'm so so loving. Do they sleep with you in the yep. same bed? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Did <laughs> Did your daughters? Uh, do they sleep with your daughters too? Yeah, one of them usually sleeps with one of my daughters, and then one. Oh, that's sleep. cool. <laughs> that's really awesome. I'd like to meet them one day. Yeah, <laughs> they're really cool. I'm a cat guy, but you know, I, I love dogs too, you know? Yeah, you'll like these dogs, they're so cute. Um, again, um, what, what, going back to your strengths, 
I mean, your, your ultimate strength. I'm, I'm just so amazed by it that you never, like, you, you took your Series 7 test when you were um, 18, right? Yeah. What, what told you, like, I'm not going to let that store manager, I'm not going to let that person define my future, define my destiny. I'm going to go out there and, you know, take this test and get a job with the, the firm, which, which you did. Um, what, what, make, what gave you that determination and that, that never say die attitude and that, that, that strength, that amazing strength that you said, um, I'm going to show the world. I mean, I felt like I didn't have a choice because I wasn't in a very good situation having being a teen mom to two little kids. Like, right. you know, that, and I was 19 when I took my, my, when I got my series seven. Um, yeah, I just was like, they're just, I didn't see a path. This was the only path I saw. So for me, it was the only option. So to fail was just not an option. It was less about proving anyone you know, when that, when the store manager made that comment to me, I, I was definitely like, it upset me. Um, right. Like I went out in my car and cried. <laughs> um, oh. But also I was realistic. Like I was like, okay, well, I need to like take this seriously because this, you know, if I don't, if I'm not careful, like maybe he could be right you know, and then, and I just feel like I always like, until I know, until I've proven to myself, some, I can't do something. I don't really listen to other people. I just never have, like, I don't, if it doesn't, and that could be like, I do have a lot of intuitive gifts. I have the ability to tap into energy and see that pretty far in advance. And so maybe that, you know, was helped me when I was younger and I didn't realize that the, the, the gifts that I had, but I knew like, I knew I wanted more and I knew I could do more. And that just happened to be like, that was a, that was something that I came across that I was like, okay, I can do this. So I just didn't have a choice. Like I, there was no failure was just not an option for me. Yeah. That's, that's, you, 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 you were like, I must succeed because I got these two beautiful kids and, and I'm not gonna, there's no fail, no failing in the cards. So. You yeah, know. I was like, I'm in a worse situation than I was like before. I'm like, this is a terrible way to like raise kids. And I was like, I felt very guilty about that. So I was like, okay, I, if no, no one, you know, I was like, okay, no one's going to do this for me. So I have to do it now. You know, I probably wouldn't have been as driven if it was just for my, for myself. I don't, I don't really have that. Like, I'm going to prove you wrong mentality. Like that to me, like, is not a good use of my time because I'm not, I'm not, wrong I'm interested in doing whatever it is that I want to do it doesn't matter like how someone else feels about that and like I don't care if someone thinks I can do something or I can't like that's never it doesn't motivate me right. like I'm not competitive at all like I don't have a competitive bone in my <laughs> like, I just don't care <laughs> you know like right. oh, you beat me beat me like it's fine <laughs> like I'm very focused on whatever it is that I want like that's what I care about I don't really care about you're ultra focused and that's amazing that that's, that's a very, you're determined to win you know <laughs> you're determined to win and, and that's pretty amazing and and you're you're building a, an amazing tribe of, of amazing wonderful loving and very talented people around you and I, I was looking at some of your um, people you've been working with can you talk a little bit about 
Project X and um, what he brings to the table as a music producer and how you have helped him and how he has grown as a uh, producer and a musician. Well, he's amazing. He's a very close friend of our families. Um, he comes from the same place that I do. So we have a lot of things in common. He's been able to, inc incredible. His journey is incredible. Like I highly recommend you read up on it. Um, yeah. but small town in New Hampshire. Right. His best friend was murdered, you know, when he was really, he's, he, and he just turned 21. So he's super young, but he, you know, he, he learned how to make beats while he was in a group home. And during the week, you know, he didn't have a laptop because he wasn't allowed to have it there. So he would study the manual of the software to learn how to make beats and would like visualize it, study it. So when he went home on the weekends and had his visiting on, you know, back to home to his parents on the weekends, he right. then, you know, implemented what he was learning and what he was teaching himself. And that's how determined he wow. was. And he's so talented that, you know, I think when you take that type of approach and you're just determined, you know, it happens, but you come up with a lot of resistance. You know, a lot of times your family doesn't understand the path, the people around you don't believe in you, or, you know, they're, you're trying to make something happen and they're off partying or they're, you know, it's just, it's really hard. It's a lonely journey when you're by yourself and you're trying to make it happen especially if you want something that's larger than life the people around right. you are from a small town typically like it's hard for them to comprehend so I, I think it's some like what are you talking about some pipe dream and it's, mm -hmm. it's hard it's a struggle and his energy is just so great that I think that he also attracts people around him that believe in him as well and that's why he's been able to work with Future and Wiz Khalifa Little Uzi and a ton of other artists and he lives out here in LA now um and has become incredibly sought after is in the studio all the time um has new music coming out every day other producers follow him he has an entire community that he nurtures and takes really good care of um, and helps them he helps them get placements with big artists so he has that energy of giving back and I think that's why he continues to be so blessed Wow, and you said that he created his beats like and basically from scratch and like from oh. from like in his head, like he'll visualize it. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, you'll have to have him on because he, he he's really yeah. Cool. I would love that. I would I would absolutely love that because I think he's a very um he's he's like us. He doesn't let anything <laughs> stop him, you know. And yep. he, I can tell he's a very open soul. Like actually, I was watching one uh. uh a video on his page like his parents came to visit and i guess you know his, his look on his face was like amazement like wow they're here oh, wow yeah. for, for, for his birthday i think it was yeah mm -hmm. it was it yeah. was in a i i think he's a tremendous amazing human being and um that would be an absolute honor and uh, to, to hear his story that would be amazing um <clears throat> what 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 did you see in him or when did you guys meet or when did what, what did you see in him? Like, what, what do you see in, like, how do you see the talent and the genuineness in, in, in people? Like, especially in him, what, what was your first instinct or your first thought or what, what goes through your head when you're seeing someone genuine and you're seeing their talents and the, 
what they bring to the table. It's a feeling. So it's not um, necessarily, you know, I'm not like judging someone based on their talent, right? Like, and I'm not anyone to, you know, who am I to judge like who right. makes the best beats? Like that's not, that's not my skill set, you know? <laughs> um, but I've known him since he was younger. Briefly, um, he went to school with my daughter and then reconnected with him in LA. And it was just a feeling, you know, spent the entire day together and it was like a familiar feeling. I, you know, being on a similar path myself, I know what it takes. So I don't need someone to tell me, like, tell me what they've done to be able to get there. Like, I know what it takes. And that is incredibly impressive. And he's also very genuine and he has a big heart. So when you connect with people like that, like yourself, like you can feel that energy. You can feel that heart center connection with someone. You don't even need to meet them in person to feel that connection. Um, and I, I believe our paths were divinely guided to come together again later in life and, you know, continue our journeys. So, you know, you follow that energy and like, no, you know, be aware of it and honor it when, when things like that happen or people like that come into your life or you cross paths with them and, and you know that there's a much deeper connection or, you know, it's divinely guided. Be aware of that. So many people are just unaware and they don't stop to appreciate it. They don't stop to say, okay, let me honor this. You said so many people are unaware. What, what, is it like the movie Click where they're just pushing fast forward or, you know, they're on, they're on autopilot or what's going on here? Like, do you think people are just on autopilot? They're going through the motions, going through the routines. They're not taking the time to, to really understand people at a deeper level or understand their journeys or their struggles and to learn about them. I think a lot of people are in survival mode. You know, mm. like it's, it's hard. Life can be hard. And if you haven't taken the time to heal and you have a lot of pressure on you um, to just get, you know, make sure your basic needs are met. It's really hard to be in the moment. It's hard to slow down enough to know that like everything's going to be okay. Let me find some joy in this. Let me create joy in my life. You know, most people are not taught how to create joy in their life. And it's not something like you have to go out of your way to create that joy. You have to, you know, even if it's something like, you know, you're just hanging out with some friends, like, you know, create a vibe, put some lighting oh, yeah. up, put the right <laughs> music on, have this, have snacks out, you know, like it, it's more than just like, boom, let's just hang out. It's like, what it's, you know, set the vibe, what, and, and take the time to say, okay, how do I want to connect with this person? Am I take, you know, am I, am I spending time getting to know them? Or, you know, are we just seeing each other in passing? Are we like hanging out, but it's just like quick business stuff. It, that like, we don't, an emphasis isn't put on that. Like that's not celebrated, <laughs> you know? So when then right. people do experience it, they're like, wow, you know, I had such an amazing time. I love being around you. Like, energy. I just want to be near you. Like right. you know, we're a crew, like invite me over, you know, because like you're not taught to do that. Like you're not, it's not something that is prioritized. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like, like you said, they're, they're not setting the, the, 
the 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 setting and and really taking the time to see what the other person likes and and what means a lot to them and and really taking the time to really creating a fun environment to and a, a relaxed environment to be around <laughs> you know they're not they're not setting up that environment and and it's just like I I think also I I think people are just like they're always like what can I get out of this or they're always looking at what's in it for me. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean? What's in it for you? You just sometimes there's just meeting a person is good enough for me. You know, having a wonderful conversation, a, a genuine conversation, is good enough for me. And and I think they missed the boat on just really caring of asking a person about their day. That's why I love when people told me like, "Oh, I'm bored." I don't think anybody should be bored. You know, when they're bored, their mind is not being stimulated. They're not learning anything. They're not, you know, um, listening to good music. They're not doing anything that makes them happy. So, right, boredom and lack of joy. Exactly. That's <laughs> uh, that's so powerful. I love that. I'm gonna. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep that with me for the for the rest of my life. So thank you. Um, <clears throat> one of my last questions to you. And it's been such an amazing uh, podcast interview. And um, this has been just, the best podcast interview I've been on, by the way. Your questions have been amazing. Like, what a great conversation. And I hope that more podcast hosts follow a similar format because I feel like it's always the same questions over and over. You know, we're not like digging into things and your questions were just so great. And I think they're gonna be so helpful for people. And that's what a good, makes a good podcast, in my opinion. I think, <laughs> thank you so much, you know, and Danielle, that means the world to me, it really does because I, I, um, I, love, I, love, I love having deep conversations just, you know, with everyone. You know, right. I love having deep conversations and sometimes it throws them off, they're like, what? I mean, I, I can't believe that I just asked that question or that I want to have, I'm taking the time to like sit there and like, <laughs> especially <laughs> when they pass, they pass me in the gym and they're like, like I'm having a deep conversation inside of a gym. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but, uh, but, they, but they love it, you know? So, you know, yeah. and I, and that's another thing. I'm not afraid to be real. Just like, you know, I know. You know I'm not afraid to be just like be, be me. And I love that about you. I think that you're just so special. Well, thank you so much. It really means a lot. And uh, one of my um, one of my amazing questions that I love asking everyone that comes on the podcast: How do we move the needle forward for people with disabilities when it comes to like jobs and just society in general, relationships, um, jobs, everything? I think just if we could just stop looking at people like that, there's some sort of like, you know, treat them a little bit more equal. And, you know, like, this is a great conversation. This is the type of conversation I would have with my friends. And like, it is unfortunate. I don't know if I'm the best person to answer that, but I think that showing up for people is a start. That's at least what I can do. Right. Show up show up and right. you know and in whatever way that I can whatever way we can um yeah I mean I you you tell me how I can show up better 
I, I think, you know, I think people, like I, the way I was raised, and I think people need to realize this, they, you know, especially when I meet, uh, when I've met celebrities in the, in the past, like at the Staples Center where the bus drive went when I was younger, when I was 16, he would take my jersey down and have Latrell's Brewell or some, you know, big star bring it back up, signed, you know, and they give me a big hug. Um, those were the great moments. But there's been other times where celebrities are just quiet and like, you know, not just celebrities, people in general um, are get quiet and they, they think like we're fragile or some kind of like fine china or something that we can't be like touched, you know, the way I was raised by my, um, by my siblings, I'm, I'm the youngest of eight. And um, my sister, I would pull her hair, she would slap the shit out of me and throw me out of my chair. I mean, I would hold on to her hair at the same time. She was like, let go of my fucking hair. And I was like, <laughs> let go. stop hitting me. <laughs> you know, so I think just being, not treating them like they're disabled, treating them which they are, which we are human beings. Right. right. Yeah. Right. You're wonderful. So, yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I would love to work with you in the future and, and really, push that message forward and to really show the world that we're not any different. Yeah. You let me know what you need from me and I'm here to support you. Thank you so much. That means the world. And you mean the world to me and I'm, I will email you and shoot your message right after this. And uh, I love you. Oh, Take I care. Love you. Thank you so much. And tell your beautiful family. I said, hello. And I'm, I love them too. And I'm very I, thankful for all of you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And tell Amari, he's on the wrong fucking bench. <laughs> I will. All right. <laughs> yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.